right. Welcome back to Batting Around. It's Batting Around. It's a baseball podcast. I am your co-host, Jane Austen. With me, as always, is Lauren. I'm Lauren. That's Lauren and Steven. Yo. Uh, and returning guests, guests we haven't had in a while. Uh, you're, and he was a guest to early, early uh, episode very of early. ours. Very, very early. early. Yeah. Uh, it's Adam of, uh, well, formerly, I guess, of South Paws. Or do you, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> currently of currently of hobby perverts, which is yes. a little bit more just like a a fun fun thing to do because you know I I just can't stop hearing my own voice go. So absolutely, I I, yeah. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> After a few months of not not doing it, I was like, man, I feel like I haven't forced my opinions on people enough. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. started the podcast with with Dag. So. Yeah. And if you and I, I recommend it because if you want to go back and start it from the beginning, uh episode one, who was the guest? It's true. It yeah, was Jane me. was Jane was <laughs> our first guest. You can hear me talking uh, about uh Warhammer and Hobby Streak and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. It's uh it was very fun. Um yeah. but we are not here today to talk about those hobbies anyway. No, <laughs> we might incidentally end up talking about them just because that's kind of the way these things tend to go sometimes, yeah, but absolutely. not intentionally. Yeah. Uh we're here to talk about a lighter subject, uh the Chicago White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh very very light. Uh definitely not a constant source of embarrassment and sorrow when uh I mentioned that I that I like you know, one summer watched approximately 140 games of it. And you yeah. know, when you tell that to people, they definitely don't feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's we'll we'll rewind a bit here. Last year there was this whole narrative about them. Like the, the team is just uh, the, the vibes are bad because of Tony mm-hmm. Larusa. But then later in the season, uh, he stepped down. Uh, he's going through health issues. They've got a different manager, but uh, it doesn't seem like that was the silver bullet here. So what happened to the White Sox? Cause <laughs> right now they are, you know, they were expected to be, you know, maybe second, third place maybe, but they are sitting in fourth place as of this recording Friday night. 23 and 35. Uh, hey, six games over the Royals. Six hey, games over the Royals. Yeah, find the bright hey, side. Yeah. As you remember, the Washington Nationals were some awful record That's at true. some point when they won the world. Everyone's very uh, hot <laughs> on that idea on Twitter currently. That's if you're, wait, I guess really? if you're, if you're if you're still harboring a delusion, yes, that is. <laughs> you know, that's that's uh, what the people were saying last year about the Twins because they were terrible and finished in last place in 2021. And they're like, yeah. hey, in '87 and '91 when they won the World Series, both the years before that, they were in last place. So maybe uh, uh, something good's gonna happen. No, no, ended in third place. <laughs> what's what's the common thread between that those Twins teams and the and the Nationals teams would probably be that they have like three fucking hall of famers on them would probably be my big. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I could see maybe one on the white Sox if I'm going to be completely honest here. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so, yeah, I mean, I think what you're seeing now with the white Sox is when you look at these teams, like, you know, your Dodgers, your red Sox to an extent, um, you know, these kind of like institutional, the, the Rays, um, you know, 
the big thing that they do is they have great coaching and great, uh, you know, and the Astros, you know, they're pretty good at um, incorporating data into the training and like helping people get to become the best possible version of themselves, which is why, you know, I, you know, thinking of the Cardinals even like, you know, why the Cardinals just seem to always be able to be like, Oh, here's some anonymous looking white dude that like, looks like a MVP baseball 05 character. <laughs> and all of a sudden he's like, he's good to immediately get plugged into the lineup for like bare minimum a year and a half. They ship him off. They have another one of these guys. That guy is never the same, you know, and the White Sox have just never been able to do that ever. <laughs> so yeah. I think what you're seeing is, is, you know, the past, you know, last year they got hit with a lot of injuries. Eloy is always injured because I don't know if he just doesn't know how to stretch. I was under but... the impression that he's dead. <laughs> uh, uh, did he ever come legs, back to the land of the living? His uh, legs just don't work. Like he's <laughs> out again. Um, I, he's supposed to be back, you know, this Sunday of, of this recording. And mm. It's always the legs. And it's like, dude, tell that guy to drink some fucking water and get the Ichiro stretching truck like for him. Like, and he's got the Josh Donaldson, Dr. Pepper routine. Yeah. I I mean, I do not know what it is, but yeah, he just cannot stop injuring his legs. Um, I think he tore his oblique too once. Um, but he's consistently injured, which is a shame because he is a really funny guy. And he's, you know, when he's on, he, he can drill the ball. Awful outfielder. But, you know, we did get rid of Jose Abreu finally. So we kind of don't have this log jam of, like, corner infielders that they keep thinking they can make become a left or right fielder. Mm-hmm. Um, that that never goes well. The, the Sox never play good defense and never have my entire life more or less. Um, And, you know, so I think, I think what you're seeing is just the limitations of the White Sox organization in terms of after they got through all those big trades six ish years ago um, and stock their farm that way, there's just no one to come up on the 40 man to cover these gaps. Uh, so instead of like, you know, having a guy who probably could play a solid 60 game stretch, you now just have these big vacuous holes in your lineup. And, uh, you know, that's kind of happened with the past last year. Definitely. You could have blamed, you know, injured. Everybody's injured. And then this year, mm-hmm. as they have started, you know, I, I don't know. The injuries are definitely less. Some of the pitching staff, Lance Lynn, Lance Lynn looks fucking cooked. Yeah, Giolito that's really has, bad. has kind of, I think, regressed back to like he's always had trouble with consistency because he's just so fucking tall. Um, he's <laughs> it's hard to del- repeat those mechanics when you yeah, yeah when you're he's that like big. changed his delivery like seven times. Yeah. It feels like. Um, and then you know the bullpen was like where Rick Hahn spent a lot of money a few years ago. It's not very good um, because that's not a place that you spend a lot of money. That's, again, a spot that usually you fill with developmental pieces. Um, And, you know, what's really weird, too, is the Sox for a long time, that was the one spot that they were, like, reliably able to pull guys off a scrap heap and, like, turn them into borderline Mm all-stars. And Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if it's just, you know, everybody figured out that it's just Don Cooper telling him to throw a cutter or like what, but Coop's been out for two, three years now. Ethan Katz is there now. He's supposed to be a very good coach. He seemed to have fixed a couple guys, but I don't know. Yeah, it's just – I don't know why they're this bad, to be honest. Like, they, they fucking stink. Like, they're fucking horrible. You're getting my Clevenger <laughs> back today, so yeah. – Oh, God, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's just an, another – you know, you know, on Southpaws, we did what? We did this thing called, like, the White Sox Haggard History. And it was just, like, me and Maurice just, like, listing off things like signing Mike Clevenger for approximately 20 minutes. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> like that's just, it's just the way of things, you know, around around yeah. the White Sox. And, it, yeah, go It's ahead. not like, as you say, there isn't a lot of talent on the team. Like, Lu- Luis Robert is having a really good season, but you can't really, like, take a team to the playoffs with one good center fielder, right? Yeah, Jake Berger is also, he he's come back. He's been a kind of a perpetually injured guy since he was drafted number one overall in 17 i think 17 mm-hmm. or 18 um i get him mixed and, up with andrew vaughn i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah well that's the thing is the socks what's so funny is during the kenny williams era they would always draft like guys that like hadn't played baseball in their lives which tim anderson is one of those guys um the only one who's ever worked out but uh he he would draft like Courtney Hawkins is a is a famous Sox bust and like the guy was just like listed as like athlete on the MLB draft board. Um, it's like a big guy like, you could project a lot serious. of strength onto and like we're going to teach him the basics when he gets here kind of thing. Yeah, just never yeah. really other than Tim Anderson they they don't have the ability to go off of raw athleticism all those skills catch up. And let's be honest about Tim Anderson he plays baseball like someone who did not play baseball for most of their life. Right. <laughs> For better or for worse, like he is a tremendous athlete, and I think he's been able to overcome that a lot. But man, does that dude make some dumbass decisions in the field? He mm-hmm. does not take a walk ever. He never has. Uh, he's been able to make good contact, which is kind of cool. So I guess you know, good for him. I mean, I'll just win batting titles while not drawing walks. So like, yeah, all right, I guess there's that. But yeah, his like <laughs> OPS is like somehow like less than his average. He yeah. takes so little walks. <laughs> Um, yeah. but, but yeah, you know, for a long time they did that. And then Rick Hahn, like outside of Madrigal, which was another baffling choice of player, um, when they were like, you know, trying to do the tank thing, which isn't really as easy to do in baseball. Uh, he drafted like a bunch of Andrew Vaughn's like, you know, and that's probably <laughs> why you confuse him and Berger because they are like literally the same, the same player. Beefy yeah. college players who really slug the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and what's even wilder is he couldn't even get any left-handed ones. Like, it's like, dude, like, <laughs> like the lineup like last year and the year before was like eight righties, if I remember right. So like, uh, you know, it, Rick Hahn, you know, it's been what a decade now of him like out, out under the thumb of Kenny, which for a long time was people's excuse about him was, oh, Kenny. Because that's the, other, the thing about the White Sox. They never fire anybody. Kenny Williams still is like the president of the team or something. Nobody knows what he does. He he does like mm-hmm. no one's his job description has never been described to anybody. He's just there. He'll do media appearances. And like, I think he like sets the price of the hot dogs or something. I don't know. You know, I have no <laughs> idea what he does. But he he's still there. And so for a long time, you know, 
the James Shield trades that famously sent Tatis mm-hmm. to uh to Padres, you know, that was always oh, that wasn't Rick Hahn. That was Kenny like pulling the strings in the shadows and shit. And well, then what I mean, the fuck okay. is Rick Hahn there for? Okay. Then? Come on. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that one did make sense because it is such a classic Kenny Williams trade. Like, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> but like but if so, you're letting that happen, what kind of GM are you? Yeah. Like, I, well, uh, that, this does fit the general thing with him. Yeah. This so does fit ahead. nicely into a theory that we cooked up a little while ago that Jerry Reinsdorf could be a viable political candidate because this sounds a lot like how the DNC operates. Totally. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just yeah, cycle them back into somewhere else in the machine for a little while. Speaking of uh, uh, Chicago DNC machines, you see that Lori Lightfoot is now going to go teach at Harvard. No. <laughs> yeah. What? After just getting after like having just a disastrous. Uh, mayorship. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Getting can just only fail ran up, out of the city. It only fell up, right? <laughs> yeah, like she's uh, gonna look great she... in some real like oversized like uh like tweed jackets oh, though. So so cool. <laughs> really oh, good. She's so cool. I oh, I love the way she dresses. It, it honestly was really cool when she was like, "I'm the one with the big dick." Like that was really cool, actually. But anyway, it, it was yeah, that definitely was. Um. <laughs> But no, I mean, that's the thing about Reinsdorf is like that. Yes, I think, you know, you really can't people don't kind of forget that he exists or, you know, like he's not like George Steinbrenner, you know, and he came up in the same era as Steinbrenner Mm -hmm. and people don't know him like Steinbrenner because Steinbrenner, you know, the way he ran things, he was very public. But but Reinsdorf has probably been the most influential, influential owner of the past you know, the past generation of owners and he really he's got his set... hand in like everything. Yes. Yes. He's, he's the one who invented the broadcast deals because he started his own cable company. He still has his own cable company. That's, that's why, uh, I mean, that's going to come up. You, 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 that's going to rear its head in, you know, now that the Padres are run by the MLB yeah. and like all these RSNs are going bankrupt. Like you're going to see that pop up because Jerry owns his own. He owns mm-hmm. like this the Chicago sports uh, the NBC or whatever it is now. Um, he owns half of it, but uh, you know he's the one who started the free like the the collusion. He's the one who made the, made them uh, not take the lot the deal and enforce the lockout in '94. Like he's just he's been at the forefront of like pulling the strings of all this stuff, and and that's just almost, baseball. <laughs> It's almost like that's what he prefers. Yeah. yeah, like that's what he that's the sport to him is like being like, oh, like look at how I can shape this thing. Yeah, like if, um, if Michael Jordan hadn't fell to the <laughs> the uh bulls back then, he, like that man would have been ran, run out of city forever ago, just like Lightfoot. Like it, yeah. I mean, yeah, like well, that's what's wild too, is this the White Sox used to be more popular than the Cubs. Yep. And that's the one thing I would say he blew. Is he mm. blew because he moved to cable too quickly. Um, he switched, he made all the games exclusively on cable in the early 80s when, you know, cable wasn't, was kind of more of a luxury. So a lot of people were like, fuck that. I'm not paying to watch Sox games. And they left the team. And the Cubs at that time became more easy to watch on WGN across mm-hmm. the country. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that's the one thing I think he really botched. Otherwise, like, you can have to, I mean, yeah, you can look at him and be like, yeah, he won one baseball title. He won the, the six with the Bulls and be like, oh, well, he's not very successful. But I'm like, I don't think that's the game he's playing. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I think the game he's playing is, like, surround himself with people that he likes and, uh, 
and then run baseball, like be the secret commissioner. It's clearly like, like he clearly just wants to have people around him. He likes, I mean, that's why Tony the Russo was there in the first place. Like it was just yeah. giving him, giving him another shot, you know, after firing him years ago or whatever. Like he just wanted him back. Like he wanted him that, specifically. That was perhaps the most bizarre thing that I can think of that has happened in like professional sports in a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, Tony LaRusso like got basically fired from the Diamondbacks when he was like running the analytics department or whatever. It, because he didn't, oh. he couldn't remember anything, and that's how he did like the Shelby Miller trade. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was like, he wasn't lucid, and they were like, "Well, Tony, like, man, maybe you should do something else, man. Like, we can't let you run. Think you, you can't push yeah. buttons that are actually connected to wires." There's all these very nice, <laughs> uh, like freeways out in Scottsdale you can drive around in after yeah. having a couple beers. <laughs> We'll get yeah, you exactly. uh, on a golf cart. You can tool around on the court on the course. It'll be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I, you know, I back to just their, their season. I, I really can't point to it. The new manager seems like I can't really pinpoint like what he does, like what his vibe is. Um, Pedro Grif- Grifols, I think is how you say his name. He was supposed to be like um, a like a like the the guy that was gonna like win over the players. Like he was gonna be like the players manager. It was my yeah. understanding. I don't know. I don't get the impression yeah, that's really. That's happened. kind of what a lot of teams will do. They'll kind of alternate between like a red ass and a players yeah. manager sort of guy. Yeah. I mean, he came from the Royals, which is like, why would you hire someone like the Royals are uh, yeah. gar- even a more garbage organization? Like, yeah. who thinks that they're doing anything correctly over there? Um, and. uh you know, I don't really get – I mean, everybody wanted Hinch is, like, who the fan base pick was, which I wasn't super hot on because, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and you know, honestly, I was kind of fine with the Griffles one because I was like, who gives a shit? As long as the guy, like, manages the bullpen correctly, which has been a problem with the past few – well, you know, Ricky, I guess, sort of. Ricky just didn't really have any options, and that came came up in the bubble game against the A's. But – I mean, Larusa clearly didn't even know what was happening. Like, no, he was letting the guys, he was letting the fans in in the in the stands tell him what to do. That's, I can't get over. He was that. like, he would lose the DH all the time because yeah. I think he'd forget that he had it, or like that he'd forget that rule. Like, yeah, his mind was like, in a year where that didn't exist yet. You no, know, he yeah. was he was still in St. Louis, like in his mind. Yeah, yeah, like he was pinch hitting catchers and shit constantly. And yeah. then like they're like, well, you got to put him in the game then. Like, it's like when my like, great grand. Emma was dying and she thought I was my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Like, so, so I guess, I guess, you know, I've had enough distance from that, that like now I can start a value. But I remember when they hired him, I was just like, everyone was basically like, as long as it's not a doddering old man, (laughs) like, cause like it was legitimately like you just watch him and you're like, I mean, clearly all the players hated him. Like, Mm. I mean, they didn't know what was going on. Like every, you know, I've been in work environments like that where it's just like the guy running the place is just like to not lose out to lunch. Yeah. 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 Maybe just, like everybody... more relatable to regular everyday job, like job holders than any <laughs> other manager in baseball. Absolutely. Like Dave Absolutely. Roberts, very few people get a manager like Dave Roberts who like listens to you, supports you, <laughs> yeah. wants to like find, has like your one on one every week where he, like he's trying to find like common ground and get you up to like, what do you need from me? 
so few people actually get that kind of manager in their own work environments. <laughs> we all have, we are much more likely to have a Tony LaRusso in our life than <laughs> oh, like absolutely. a Dave Roberts. For sure. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. Wait, so what, what did, why did he step down? Dude, so that's just another like classic yeah. White Sox thing where it was like, it, like I said, Jerry will never fire people. They even gave, there was a, there was a rumor going around or like, I, I want to say it wasn't even a rumor. I think Rick Hahn came out and said it that, that uh, if Robin Ventura had wanted to come back, they would have let him. And <laughs> wow. Robin, Robin, honestly, I seriously believe in 2016 because that was a year they were really trying to go for it. And that's the year before they blew it all up. Mm-hmm. And they would have made the playoffs, in my opinion, if they had just switched the manager. Because Robin, Robin, they had to like convince him to want to be the manager. Like they forced him to interview. They're like, no, Robin, like you need to like need to be the manager. And he's like, man, I, I don't know, dude. Like I kind of, you know, I, that sounds boring. And he would like <laughs> he fall asleep all the time. He would just play the same. He would just be like, he, he just had guys like this guy pitches the seventh inning. This guy pitches the eighth inning. Just no mm-hmm. regard for matchups. Um, and they were going to let him come back. So um, LaRusa was obvious that like they had to like get rid of him somehow. And so, you know, the conspiracy in me is that he didn't really have a health incident. Um but because they weren't like announcing that he was like they were like oh we're not letting Tony come back to the team and it seemed like Tony was trying to come back to the team and like <laughs> and then finally they're just like oh well we convinced him that it's like not his like best interest to come back so we're replacing him with this like interim guy. It's like yeah. a reverse Diane Feinstein situation. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like if it's like if they like if they like let Diane Feinstein think that she's campaigning, and then like on the day that you'd go back they're kind of like well diane like i don't you know maybe you should stay home today like you know like just you know not that you're fired or anything you still won the election but like you know it's just it's probably safer for you to stay at home we'll just have someone else do it for a while you know like and i think it's like the netherlands they have like the the home like the little miniature cities built for people with alzheimer's where like you can go to the 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 sock, you can go to like get a malt in the oh. little like soda shop, what? or you can go to a little movie theater. Oh. And all the people at them are like actually like nurses who are there to help you, but they're pretending to be like like people in like who work in the city in the little mini city. They actually built a little tiny version of uh of the park and the and the clubhouse that Tony Larusso would go into <laughs> uh, during the day. They're gonna do the plot of that movie. Goodbye, Lennon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> make them think that which, the Cold War is still which, going on. Which which one would they do? Would they do A's Tony Larusa first White Sox Tony Larusa Cardinals? Tony I think they got to do Cardinals. They got to do easy, Cardinals. The cheapest one to mock up would be the the A's one because you yeah. could actually just use the Oakland Park still. <laughs> and, they would let you just have a room for a I couple mean, hundred bucks a month. You just got to clear out the raccoons. Conseco <laughs> is available. Like, he would do it. Oh, he'd do it. You know? He'd totally oh, yeah. go along with it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, McGuire got fired, right? You know, what else is he, he doing? There's no way he's doing anything. I mean, I could, you know, I could see Mark McGuire being one of those guys. I think he might be a little too disgraced at this point, but I think, like, I could see Mark McGuire doing some, like, Brett Favre style fraud. Like, you know, oh, yeah. with like oh, taxpayer definitely. money. Definitely. Yeah. Easily. Definitely. Yeah. I think they're both going to get a good check in the next couple of years because they announced this week that they're doing a like a HBO is doing like a um, 
a Michael Jordan style series about Barry Bonds, and they'll get some interviews for that, I'm sure, and, and get a decent mm. check oh, that. Yeah. But that HBO money, you know, that well, it's max money now. It doesn't really go spend as far as it used to. <laughs> so no. they'll need to get it on some kind of like local state level grip pretty soon. Mark McGuire is just so obnoxious because he's like he like acts like he was like forthright like sooner than he was and so that's why i could definitely see him taking the money because you know he loves to be like well actually i'm a good guy i only cheat on my wife a lot but we're still friends <laughs> even after we're d- divorced and like he's just like always a guy that like thinks he's like forthright with his mistakes and it's like but he still keeps like making horrible mistakes. Look, it's, it's um, it's it's Pride Month, so I'm gonna get a little gay with it. It's like Jacks on Vanderpump Rules, where he has that he has that extremely Catholic mindset, where he's like, as long as I confess, you can't be mad. At me. Like I will cheat on all of you, I will steal from you, like, but I, I'll just admit it, and then you, we yeah. gotta be friends. Guys. Yeah, that that's him for sure. So you have you said all this stuff about all the spe- you know the speculation and the stuff you've seen from the outside of the White yeah, Sox yeah. organization. You do have a little story, uh, some experience. I do, yes. with interviewing with the White Sox. Can you uh, can you yeah. elucidate that a, a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so this is kind of I guess you know where I've gotten to this mindset with them, but. Uh, I, I briefly told I left the story on the voicemail for tipping pitches guys, but uh so you might have heard kind of the punchline of this whole story, but I didn't really get into the details. But anyways, yeah, so um, Yeah, now you get the exclusive stuff here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The exclusive stuff is here on batting around. <laughs> um and uh so when I just got out of college so when I was in college, I was like really wanted to work in baseball, like because I'm a computer programmer and I was like Oh man, it would like be so cool to build like apps and visualizations and shit. Cause that's why I, I built visualizations for a lot of my stuff in college. And so I was applying to teams a lot and like I basically apply to anything that like popped up on the fan graphs job board. I was like talking to people on LinkedIn. And so finally, about, I don't know, six or seven months into me working my first job, the White Sox posted one. And so, um, I sent my resume and they asked me if I could, uh, they sent me like the, the interview itself was pretty standard. I will say to the other teams, um, they sent me like, uh, they wanted me to send me some, send, send them some stuff that some visualizations I had done, some websites I built. Um, and then they, they had me like look through this code that they had and find, find like a bug in it or whatever, or like suggest improvements. So like pretty standard stuff. So I was like, okay, like and my wife at the time wanted to move back to Chicago really, really bad. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. And uh, so they call me and they go, okay, well, we want to fly you to the stadium and uh, to interview more. And I'm like, oh, sick. So I fly there. I text the guy, the head of analytics, uh, you know, like I'm at the airport. And he's like, oh, get an Uber uh, and uh, I will reimburse it. And for those who don't know, O'Hare is like probably, I don't know, an hour and a half almost from the Sox the, Like literally the opposite end of <laughs> the yeah. city. The totally opposite end yeah. of the city. So Why it's didn't like you fly you were, into Midway? That's where they flew me into. 
Jesus. I, yeah, I, it, it is true. I guess I didn't think about that. I don't know why they didn't plug me into Midway. But, um, we have a Southwest terminal here. Anyways, um, so, uh, so yeah, so this, this Uber was like 70 bucks. And I'm like, you know, so I'm like, God, okay, well, I hope this goes all right. Um, so I, I get, I take the Uber down, um, cause I, and, uh, I get down there, he takes me out to lunch, we eat some stuff by the ballpark. And, uh, so we go in and he's, he's like, all right, like he's, uh, you know, we'll go, uh, let me, uh, let me give you a tour of everything and blah, blah, blah. So we go back there. I've been in the back of the stadium before, and I know it's kind of just, you know, whatever. It's like concrete and looks like a state fair. Yeah. Um, and uh, but so I go into offices and the only thing I've seen like more dire in terms of like needs renovations was when I accidentally walked into a Mitsubishi dealership like two years ago, <laughs> um, which if you don't know, like Mitsubishi's like been essentially not a non-existent car brand for two decades now. Um, and so it was just bleak. Like it was just, it, it was like kind of dingy. Uh, it was very, very small um, in terms of like staffing and size. I was like, Oh man, like, I don't know. There were no windows. <laughs> it was like, I was like, I don't know about this. So I go in there and uh, so he's like, okay, well, I want you to take a look at like the app that we actually use. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at it. It's, you know, he wrote it himself. He's not a, he's a guy who, he was a algorithmic trader before this. So, you know, he kind of okay. knows how to code, but def, definitely not like bright web apps. It was like an ancient, like server side uh, or server side rendered like php app like that you know like a wordpress kind of and uh there was maybe three other people on staff with him and that were like analysts and you know for comparison i think like the dodgers have like 70 um <laughs> at least like 40 ish and so um even the tigers i know the tigers have like 15 so like mm. the tigers have five times the amount. Um, there's like three people in there. Um, so he has me do some more stuff and we're touring. I'm like, man, I don't know about this. And then so then he asked me like about the salary. And so I was interviewed for a position for like that. I would say my current position. I'm a senior software developer now, and you know I just write code that like is on an app. Like if you go to a website and you see stuff that's the stuff I do. I don't do any of the data manipulation. I don't deploy it, blah, blah, blah. He basically wanted to pay me half as much as I make right now to do everything at the White Sox <laughs> organization. He'd be working like, for the White Sox. The entire yeah. software a, yeah. development needs of the entire organization would be handled by me. One person. There are no, <laughs> no other people there who knew how to write anything other than like R or, you know, whatever. And, I was like, oh my God, like I absolutely cannot take this job. Like this is, this would be career suicide. Yeah. And um, so I, you know, I, I leave, I took the train up to, I was staying with a friend. So I told him, you know, I'd fly back the next day. I'd stay with a friend and uh, take the train back. And then, you know, the punchline of the story is, is that they, I, I emailed them like four times the next few weeks and they never reimbursed the Uber. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like i saw at that moment i was just like man dude they just do not 
care about like fielding a real baseball team at all. Or they don't care. They don't know how to care. I don't even think it's that. Like, because you know, like that guy, the Matt Koenig, the guy who's the head of analytics, it's not like it's a secret name or anything. I need to hide him. I don't know why I didn't say his name, but um, you know, he certainly knows that they're understaffed and you know, and that's not to say like analytics fix everything, but like clearly the way that they're identifying talent and, de- and, and, and developing that talent is wrong. And it probably would solve be solved by hiring more people. Like, because it's just such a huge task to like, you know, find, mm-hmm. who, find, Oh, could we train this guy? Will this guy fit like in the coaching philosophies we like, blah, blah, blah. Like, what are coaching philosophies? Are we doing those correctly? Are we, you know, developing guys correctly? They just don't, they hired, they've hired like the bare minimum amount of people. Like the White Sox organization is so tiny compared to like other teams. And it's like bizarre because they are in the third largest metropolitan area in the United States. Like it's, it's, there's no reason for them to be operating like they're the the brewers or you know what i mean like right yeah, and the brewers yeah. don't even operate like that like the brewer, <laughs> like like the brewers actually the brewers do smarter. Spend money. yeah you know like the guy through the guys of the brewers i talked to one it's insane like they have guys who like basically worked at like you know military industrial complex firms they're building like special measurement equipment and like calibrating these things to like incredible precision and whatnot and the white Sox are just like oh yeah like we have like this web app that like pulls the the default mlb stat cast data basically <laughs> and it's like it's like dude you guys are such a joke like it's yeah. just like it's a Simpsons it's, joke. It's a Simpsons gag that we've, I think, have been referenced on this podcast before. It's it's Marge showing Homer the robot head and saying, "See, see, Homer, this is why your player development robot didn't work." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, who needs player development when you can go give seventy five million dollars to Andrew Benintendi? <laughs> well, Steve Stone, man, that's the other thing. So I don't know. He's if people funny. Know this. It's it's funny. Like he, he, I see him on Twitter all the time still, and he he is a so, true blue. It's it's he, fascinating to watch. It, so I don't know if people know this, but I have a Hawk Harrelson tattoo on my body. Awesome! Like uh, it's oh, yeah. it's a huge, it's pretty big, and it's it's you know I I love Hawk. I know Hawk yeah. is like a kind of a incendiary figure. Um, that's why I think he's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Does you know he certainly? I, I'm not making excuses for you know some of the more racist leaning rants he went on at the end of his career but <laughs> but you know i mean yeah he has a great catchphrases there though yeah you yeah. know I mean, put guy. it on the board and he gone that's all fun that was turning all super smearing fun off into turning smearing off into piss like yeah. i mean classic <laughs> lines <laughs> classic lines yeah yeah, yeah. F- fun dude um but you know steve stone was with him for so long and before that steve stone was with harry carey and I think Steve Stone always got this like reputation that like he was a, he was he had to shoulder the load of these doddering old morons who wouldn't let him talk. <laughs> and he was a, such a smart guy. And like he 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 deserved better. And then he got Jason and Jason uh, Benetti, who's incredible. I love Amazing. Jason. Yeah. Jason's mm-hmm. an incredible broadcaster. He gets Jason and proceeds to be the most pompous, yeah. uptight, uninformed annoying jackass on fucking planet earth 
And you're like, oh, well, maybe Hawk was mean to him on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it's not just Hawk was an <laughs> asshole. Maybe Hawk thought Steve was an asshole because he is. Like, And it's like, I think the past few years, if you've been watching, I think Hawk got vindicated a little bit. Maybe that's because, you know, I'm a big Hawk fan. But, you know, I feel like people were like, oh, Steve deserved better than to be with Hawk. And I'm like, I think Steve did deserve Hawk. He deserved a guy <laughs> exactly like Hawk. Like, that's an exact personal hell for Steve. <laughs> I, I really wish that uh, the Twins broadcast had made Burt Blylevin's life a little bit shittier towards the end. I mean, he was <laughs> he was in hell, but it was of his own making. I wish we had done a little bit more to make it really, really awful for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it, I, I hope Steve moves up. I mean, it's going to be hard because Jason is obviously going to move on soon. He's already a national yeah. talent for football yeah. and college basketball. I mean, he's an incredible basketball announcer. Um, he obviously is going to get poached at some point. So I don't know what will happen. Cause I think that's why they got Len Casper, who was the Cubs guy for a long time. And now he does the radio mm-hmm. and they're going to reply. I'm sure that's the idea is to get is was to get him so that when Jason gets poached, they can move him in. But Len is just kind of boring. I mean, he's he's fine, but he's kind of boring. So that it, it will just suck to have gone in a few years from like exciting young team. Hawk was still the announcer to like now. Now this is just so boring. <laughs> like yeah. So because that that's kind of one of the things I always felt like with the Sox is it's like well they were kind of shitty and underfunded and a little rough rot like rough shot. But, like, the announcers were always kind of goofy. Like, at least we got that. <laughs> like, we had DJ, who's insane. Uh, you know, on the radio, we had Farmer, who's also insane. Literally called games for, like, five years when he was probably legally blind. Uh, <laughs> like, like you, you would, like, ask DJ what happened. <laughs> like, on the air. Um, so, you know, I feel like there was a charm. You did, Joe, totally. Like, like good announcers can make a bad team fun. Crazy yeah. announcers can make a bad team interesting. Yeah, and it's like that kind of always felt like at least the White Sox had a bit of charm by being cheap and like thrifty because mm-hmm. like you know we had, we all we always have pre- a pretty good player and 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 you know okay and it did win once you know lest lest we forget that uh, it was it, it's four complete games in a row that will never happen again in any MLB playoff situation. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it was like charming and now the charm has seemed to kind of run off. Like I would rather have an owner that spends money on the team and, uh, and, and upgrade some of the thing. Cause it's the stadium, man, the stadium is like going to midway. Like if you want to talk about airports, like the stadium, just, I mean, it's a fine place to watch a baseball game. It just doesn't have any modern amenities like it's just i'm it just kind of wears you out that it's like man could we spend like money somewhere like on this like yeah. i'm spending a i'm spending a lot you don't be seem to like it doesn't seem to be going anywhere so uh yeah so it's just and and you know in the way that they've been losing lately it's just i think it's just taken its toll on a lot of people that were that would have that consider themselves very very loyal to the to the team and it's a bummer it's it's a, it's definitely a shame, and uh, you know they're making they're making billboards now that say like sell the team Jerry. So 
Yeah, I did enjoy that little uh, plot line earlier in the season quite a bit. He's got to be so happy that the A's are taking that heat off. (laughs) Right, dude. It's kind of wild that we have two Selva team situations going on at once. I well, mean, that's... really, the Reds too. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, the Reds. There's yeah. a pretty powerful one going on in yeah in Cincinnati. The Reds have like that's Reds true. Have, like, people picketing and stuff, don't they? Like they were like, yeah. don't go to opening day, and like you know, that's all like sorts a, of shit like how... that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. People are getting fed up with it. I mean, you know, talking about Jerry's impact. I mean, he's definitely a he's an initial. Uh, adopter of like kind of like extorting the state for money to fund his stadium he has an insane deal where like he basically rents it for a dollar and then if he doesn't meet like certain uh uh attendance uh rates like the state pays him and so yes yes it's insane it was like a midnight deal like it wasn't supposed to go through um damn chicago that sounds extremely chicago (laughs) dude well it's on the state level but i I can't remember where ted thompson's from that sounds extremely illinois yeah yes no it is it is for sure but you know he definitely was the guy one of the guys who came up with that scam and uh you know and and now we're at least seeing people fed up with it. And then, you know, I think that's a lot, that's a lot of the A situation is that the A's are like, well, why won't you just give us Primo Bay real estate? Yeah. And it's like, well, cause are you slow? Like, obviously <laughs> we're not going to just give you, you know, there's this like incredibly valuable piece of personal land. So like nobody can continue going to your games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind so, of like, like a Elizabeth II uh, situation where he's lived long enough to see the institution that he in some mm-hmm, ways created mm-hmm. the helped create the modern version of it. And it's also getting to see the like at the very end the dismantling of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it is they do need to make some sort of like epic about Jerry for sure. Like yeah, uh, oh, like he, a five season series like uh, called the uh, like like the a crown t- type thing where it follows like ten years of his life in each season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Watch would the be hell out of that. Yeah, that would be sick. Like I, like I, that's the thing is, I really can't tell you much about Jerry Reinsdorf's personality because he's not really a super media in. You know, he's never really in front of the media much. Um, so I don't know how personally uh, entertaining he is. I'm sure we could just make up something about him, though. If if you know, I'm down to start some slanderous rumors about Jerry Reinsdorf. <laughs> Uh, well, he might you be, be careful. Maybe we shouldn't do that. You do yeah. have to be careful spreading rumors about Jerry Reinsdorf because there have there have been times when people online, you know, they'll come at you and saying you say you're being anti-Semitic because oh, by calling him oh, cheap God. and stuff. Yes. Yeah, so oh my you God! On, you got to be on the defense sometimes oh, when you're when you're going oh, off on, on Jerry Reinsdorf. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, can you imagine what a dark place in your life you have to be to, to accuse someone of like calling Jerry Reinsdorf cheap, being an anti-Semite? Like that has to be just like the biggest pit of despair that I could possibly <laughs> imagine. <laughs> like just. Like a man with like a tr- like a just a mile long track record of like reprehensible behavior. Yeah, because uh, I don't know if you're familiar. You know his uh, where his billions come from was he basically he worked for the IRS in some capacity or he was a lawyer for the IRS or handled IRS cases and he exploited like a lo- a legal loophole regarding like property taxes. 
Uh-huh. And oh, great. Uh, yeah, That's beautiful. The, that was the, the Bitcoin he, of the 60s. Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> you just so, generated a, a um, huge amount of wealth for doing But because like, he nothing. worked for the IRS or whatever, he like knew it existed and knew when it was going to be closed and like took advantage of it. It had something to do with like eminent domain or something like that. Like if you oh, sold yeah. it, then you didn't have God. to pay tax. I, who knows? I'm not that. That's not my field of study. But yeah, basically, yeah, he's a billionaire because he just like used his position in the government to like make a bunch of money without doing anything. And he purchased, I love the detail, he purchased the White Sox for $19 million. Yeah, I, I'm reading yes. here that his, his first job uh, <laughs> was do, was a tax delinquency case for uh, Bill Vick. Uh, v, is it Vick or Vec? I don't yeah. know. I can remember. Is I think it Vick? Vick. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Vec like Rack. I think that's what that book is called. Right, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's very funny that it was the the previous White Sox owner that he got his start with. Who <laughs> I mean, you know, Bill Vec is his own thing of like, I mean, at least that's what I always like pine about kind of. I'm like, man, like the old baseball owners certainly were charlatans and grotesque oh, yeah. mm-hmm. caricatures of human beings, but they at least were like carnies. Like where like yeah. they knew they <laughs> making them wear they had to sell, and stuff. Yeah, they had to sell you something. Yeah. Like, you know, like ticket like emissions still mattered. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were like trying to sell a product in some manner. Like now it's just like, oh, no, this is just like uh, this is just a tax shelter for me to like. It's like a bank account that like has 26 percent returns. Like it's so. Uh, yeah. But it, it I, I cannot I, I hope I've described to everybody enough of like what it is to be a White Sox fan. Um, I guess, like I said, at least I got one World Series. I don't really expect another any time in my lifetime. So, yeah. Um, so so for when people are going to, you know, we get asked all the time, I'm getting into baseball. Who should I root for? So you're saying you would not recommend becoming a Chicago White Sox fan? Well, <laughs> so I just want to be clear. I don't know. I guess, I guess, I mean, it, they got it's cool a hats. weird Yes, I mean that that is the thing with the Sox is is that they're they generally can, they can they can have some part of them that they market as being cool. They're yeah. certainly cooler than the Cubs. Like yeah. let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I you mean, only you can only really write off like like eighties and nineties hip hop cool, like cool hat cred for so long. That's true. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that's a classic White Sox move. Is I mean, they've been coasting on having Bo Jackson for a year and a half, for, <laughs> acting like he was a legend with them um, my entire life, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't even know how to answer that because if you're it's, it's weird as an adult to like to have to figure that out. Like, I'm always kind of on team like you have to have a geographical connection somehow. That's that's kind of mm-hmm. so if you have geographical connection to chicago and you haven't quite gotten into baseball yet um i would recommend them over the cubs um like just because i don't know you don't want to be a cubs fan Come like on. spiritually like, yeah like that's yeah. the thing is i just described this awful this awful situation and I, i'm like well it's still better to be a cubs fan. well yeah because like, okay I mean... if, you, if you go become a cubs fan right now like you are just signing up to get like the most money ringed out of you possible if you want to go to a game. Like out oh, of all yeah. the teams, like a baseball game is like designed to do that from the beginning. But like Wrigleyville and shit is the worst about that. Probably <laughs> one of the worst in the in the league. I mean, probably. you got to hand it to Jerry that he actively spent time making sure that the, the neighborhood around him 
was never ever developed because he didn't want there to be any, he didn't want there to be any competition to yeah. his to his show because the United Center is like that too for the most part. Yeah, and he wants there to be nothing around the stadium, so you, you won't get milked for anything when you go there. You yeah. will have to walk through a parking lot that is approximately half a mile long, though, uh, to get oh. there. Um, I mean, yeah, that is that is one cool thing about the Sox, I guess, is like, you know, Midwest, they like to tailgate. You can't really tailgate at Wrigley Field. Um, you know, you can tailgate at the Sox games. Lots of people do. That's that's a whole fun culture of people. Mm-hmm. I've met up with people through that. Um, and, yeah, I mean – yeah, that that would be my pitch. Is if you're in Chicago and you haven't really gotten into baseball, don't be a Cubs fan. Like I can only, I can only, yeah. I can only. Kelsey Manning gets the pass, advise, but that's it. Yeah, I can advise you. I can advise you with only the, a negative reason. Right. <laughs> like, right, right. Yeah, um, you know the Chicago really, sky should probably be pretty good. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's uh, like I keep saying every year as I watch this like happen. I mean. Basically, since the job interview and them then not signing Machado, because I think I want to say I was interviewing right around there because I think I kept asking him like about the deal. Um, and between those two things, because they spent three years saying we're trading Chris Sale, we traded Jose Quintana, we traded all these guys. Because we're signing Manny Machado, baby. We haven't had <laughs> a yeah. good third baseman since Joe Creedy. We all know you want another one. And Bryce Harper. Um, and oh, I mean, dude, guys. Bryce Harper, it's insane. Bryce Harper would have been such a perfect fit. Yeah. Like, it's insane that they didn't sign him. Yeah. Because um, we, we'd still have never filled the hole in right. Um, and he's a lefty. It's like, like, it would have solved, it would have just been too perfect. Um. But yeah, they were like, they were like, oh, like this is happening. And then it turns out that they just like wouldn't like it was just some stupid deal. And then they do this whole, well, we had a seat at the table thing. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't give a fuck about this really anymore. I'm gonna watch it if it makes like if if it's on and I, you know, I don't have anything to do, I'll put it on. But like since then I've pretty much been like, I'm gonna get really into the NBA or the WNBA this year, and I and I still only watch the playoffs, but um yeah, maybe I will because it's it, it it's tough. They lose in such creatively awful ways, and it it, it is tough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even the bubble year when they were in first place, they still yeah. blew it the last week. So, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like hey. it, uh, yeah, it's just I, I, been... okay. That's the White Sox. There's our there's our white socks. The aristocrats. Yeah. (laughs) Aristocrats. Um the yeah, so if you're wondering what's going on in the AL Central, uh there's there's your fourth place team. Um (laughs) one of these days we'll do a twins one where I do a a similar but not quite as angry uh, (laughs) angry one here. But um let's do we got a couple little things to talk about here before we get to a couple mailbag questions. Uh, I want to hit on a couple really quick little things that happened since we recorded last that are, uh, let's see, um, the ump caught on the hot mic saying that the Marlins had their head up their asses. That was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you guys saw I missed that entirely. Yeah, I didn't see that one. The Marlins challenged the tag at home and the ump, now that they've got, now that they're on mics, which we all love, 
because uh, we get some clarity on it. But also there's hot mics now. <laughs> the the um <laughs> said, you know, Miami's challenging the play at the plate. And then he's got a couple beats. And he's like, they got their heads up their asses. And it just like reverberates <laughs> through the, the whole... stadium. Oh, that rules. And then the call gets overturned. The catcher never <laughs> touched home plate. And the Marlins ended up winning that game in extra innings. So Who's it was is up whose ass now, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So that was very funny. Um, Pete Alonzo almost pooped his pants, but didn't poop his pants. So he has not reached Archie Bradley status yet. But uh, I believe one day he will. I I, th- I don't I think there's no way Pete Alonso gets through his whole career without um, shitting his pants um, on the field at some point or in the dugout. No, I'm a guaranteed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Golden Retriever brain. He's gonna shit his pants at some. Point. You gotta eat some more spinach or something. Yeah. <laughs> some fiber, really? Pete. Um, Pete. You know, I could see Pete Alonso like he like he just like lives on like hot dogs at the park. I could see that. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. he just has like clubbies bringing Man. him hot dogs. I was thinking the other way around. I was thinking he's like a guy who eats like he like drinks like solely juice all day. And he's like, oh, like I'm cleansing. Like, yeah, like, no, like this is good for you. Like, this is like this is good for you to do. And he just like has like no solid like roughage in his system to hold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's just like he's just sipping smoothies. Like I like, you know, like not a juice, but he's like got like a like a smoothie king type smoothie. Like a you know, like not a healthy one. Like he's sure. just like yeah, no, I I think he's like a he he's the one who's out there buying all like the like the horrific Oreo milkshakes with, that are like fourteen hundred oh, calories. Yeah. He's just it's, living on muscle shake. milk. Got <laughs> oh. <laughs> muscle in the name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, that I can see. Yeah, Missouri. why would why would the the Hershey Corporation lie to me? Um, <laughs> uh and i yeah sorry but we do have to bring up the pride stuff because we have entered june but at least yeah. we recording later it's our the beat week, we have to we kind of have to at least uh you know we were supposed to record earlier in the week we had our guest cancel um get pushed to next week uh so at least since then there's been like a little bit better news because we had clayton kershaw and trevor williams and <laughs> blake trinan Wow, Blake, Tr- Blake yeah. Trinan, really? <laughs> Blake Trinan is he back state- on Twitter? No, he made a statement oh. through, through like a through, buddy, oh, through one of right. his friends. Yeah, through through a guy that works for uh, Turning Point USA Faith. Uh, <laughs> this guy Sean Foyt, who like is like looks like he you know is made in like a Christian Nickelback sort of fan. Um, that was like that was like before Trump moved mm-hmm. over to whatever fucking uh true social true whatever mm-hmm. before trump moved over to true social after he got banned from twitter when he would just like release press releases that were just tweets yeah oh yeah yeah exactly yeah. trinan's uh little like letter that he that he opened letter that he put out is a bit more like i don't know a little bit more aggressive uh it took than... some of the heat off of clayton definitely and... yeah yeah Definitely. I'm not trying to get conspiracy brained here, but uh, I, I think what's more likely is that he's just, you know, because he's recovering from surgery. I think mm-hmm. he's just not as plugged into the Dodgers PR. Uh, <laughs> he probably just sprung this on them. Whereas Kershaw's and Williams's were like very, very PR speak. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I don't have a problem with the LGBTQ yeah. community. I just have a problem with yeah. these people offending my faith. Right. 
Kershaw's was like clearly like the PR team also launching the faith night again, faith yes. and family night. I think he like, sincerely did want that. I think it was like a, the part of making him happy was in, did involve bringing it back. So I think he's talked before about that night. He has means a lot to him. I no, I remember he's when he's been I, very involved with that in the past. Yeah, I remember when I went to LA and I can't remember it was twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Um, and they had the the, the Christian faith night then. I remember mm. seeing like. Mm. Like, I think when I was at the park, they were like, join us next week for Christian Faith Night with Clayton Kershaw and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, and I mean, like, I, I do believe that that's the thing. Um, I, you know, I still just, like, don't want to let him off the hook too no. much either no. because he's, like, this is still incredibly shitty. It's a dumb and, thing to fall for, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, you know, he's from the fucking little uh, Dallas-gated communities you know, yes. that are just full of that are just a right wing fucking <clears throat> haven. And I, uh, I don't want to say anything else, but whatever. I've heard some stuff. But the like, I I just hate this fucking statement so much uh, because it's once again, just talking about the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, like they are purely a group that only goes out to uh like, you know, harass nuns or something. Uh, when <laughs> nuns like, are cool with that, yeah. Like there was the thing about the Jesuit nuns, and I know it's Jesuits. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. they're the they're the cool yeah. Catholics. But like, oh, uh, let's talk about that yeah, part. I can't go that far. I'm I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Quotes in the world, <laughs> but like the the Jesuit nuns like release the same where they're like, no, we've been aware of these guys forever. They they do great work, uh, and like. You know, Clayton Kershaw has his uh, charity where you know they do mission work in Uganda and stuff, and it includes uh, doing oh, HIV and AIDS relief. And right. so, and Kershaw says in here that he didn't know anything about the sisters before this, and I don't know if he even really learned what they actually do. But if he was a guy that actually gave a shit about AIDS relief, he would have been. He would have said something. He would have said something nice well, about them that, like that AIDS relief stuff. You know, as someone who grew up as a conservative Christian mm -hmm. uh, and an evangelical specifically, a it's very funny to watch these guys act like they're making fun of religion when they believe Catholics are Satanists. Almost thank certainly. you, thank yeah. you. Like, yeah. <laughs> but b b the um, HIV and AIDS prevention. I put in quotes on that myself. Is almost certainly abstinence education. Oh, oh, most yeah. definitely. Yeah. So, oh, most definitely. Like, yeah. So it's just like he goes over, builds the church, tells tells these people not to have sex, and if they do, they'll get AIDS, and mm -hmm. just you know, is part of perpetuating kind of the the way that AIDS and HIV spreads through uh, rural Africa. Yeah. So, if there, yeah. if there's a country that I I am I am leery of white evangelical christians getting involved in it's uganda <laughs> specifically yeah. yeah yeah the place yeah. that just passed the law saying you can be executed for homosexuality great like yeah awesome um thanks clayton yeah and like you know he said he said in that uh that he did did the best i could to try and understand what they stood for in reference to the sisters of perpetual indulgence it's like we well, could have looked off. very fucking hard because it's really easy to see what kind of stuff they do and what they stand for. It's incredibly easy to find that. And he said he did his research on. Yeah, he said he did his research on him. Couldn't yeah, figure he, out. He read anything. a Daily Wire article. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's absolutely full of shit. So yeah, Clayton Kershaw. Uh, really, really pains me to say that he is. I've lost a lot of respect for Clayton Kershaw. Uh, maybe, maybe that's a good lesson. You know, 
Um, but yeah. uh, then we had really. I do, sorry, I do think the final important point is one that Adam uh, said here. Uh, Catholics and Protestants should not get along. They no. should be. They, they're cats and dogs. Yeah, they yeah. shouldn't be in solidarity with each other. Uh, at the very least, you should be uh, ruthlessly mocking uh, the the horror of Babylon. At all I'm gonna times. start. I'm gonna start an exactly. LGB alliance type situation. Uh, where I'm gonna I'm gonna divide them again, uh, American <laughs> Catholics and American Protestants. They are not gonna... part of our movement. They have yeah. different goals, yeah. different needs. Yeah, you know, because the the d- American Catholics at this point are basically evangelicals anyway. So I need to like really get that back well, into them. Like, depending, depending, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't call. You could never call a Protestant organization, or you know, Protestant like appearing organization. We'll call it that anything involving indulgence because yeah. they have to be like the sisters of perpetual shame or or mm-hmm. burden <laughs> well, it's yeah. a lot harder to make fun of protestants because protestants don't have any sense of camp no yeah, catholics right. at least have no. that protestants make fun of themselves essentially yeah. they make it too easy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a difficult life so then uh, we uh so then we also had um anthony bass of the oh, Toronto God. Blue Jays, this is so good. This one is uh... who who put out. He, was, he, you know, I think what did he do? He did like an Instagram post or something where he said, "Yeah, it that. was like this. It was something about the like popcorn, Bud Light." And well, there oh, was the, talking about the popcorn. He was thing. no, he was the yeah, he was the no, popcorn he was guy. the popcorn guy. He was but... the one who uh, whose pregnant wife was on an airplane. Don't know why. You know, he couldn't pay somebody to help deal with the kids uh, on on that. Um, but his wife was uh, a couple. You know, month what two month ago or something was had a had a big thing where she posted on Instagram about how a stewardess on a plane or flight attendant was very rude to her and made her pick up her kids' popcorn because she's throwing the thing everywhere. And at the time, I was very much like, <laughs> we don't know what happened. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes airport people and airline people get a little bit of power trip. You know. Oh yeah. Um, but. You know, who knows what happens? She's, you know, traveling with young kids. She's pregnant. Who knows? Um, but at this point, I am totally ready to believe that oh. she was just being a fucking bitch and letting her oh, kids yeah. run run rampant. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, the whole definitely. Place, just whipping popcorn around. Um, but so anyway, but but so Anthony Bass put out, uh, you know, an endorsement of the uh, Bud Light and Target boycotts. And then the Blue Jays, after seeing all of this stuff that's gone down, they immediately cracked down or like, no, I think this is what happened. They just went, no, 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 no. And he put out a statement Uh, or no, he, he did. He went and he, he said a statement to the press, but then said, and which was like, okay, whatever it was well-written or whatever. But then he just goes, I'm not taking any questions. And then walks away. So it's like, no. So somebody wrote this for you. You read it. You like wrote, recited it. And then, like, but you know, nobody can ask you. Well, what what did you look up? What did you change your mind on? What 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 happened here? Can you can you elaborate on this a little bit? No, 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 no. So it's like this is horseshit. He doesn't believe anything better. But at least the fucking uh the fans at Rogers Center booed the fuck out of him on his yeah ride. that rocks. And for a guy that is kind of on the ropes and you know might, might get in his last couple chances as a relief believe, pitcher. Uh... I believe as, as Shaq would say, Ni hao, Ni hao, Anthony yeah. Bass, Ni hao. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does, doesn't look great for him anyway. But it is, it was really cool hearing how loud those boos were. Like, yeah, I get mm-hmm. that it's Toronto, but also like it's baseball. Somebody did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
And also, I, I, I mean, do to be think fair, they the did reason... boo John Rocker when he. I mean, he. I guess sure it was did. more he. He did call Mets fans uh, homosexuals, so I guess maybe <laughs> that was more the yeah, yeah more the booing. But you know, he did get booed. <laughs> yeah. I also think that part of the reason why the Blue Jays statement, the Blue Jays like uh, intervention was so forceful, was like Bud Light's a sponsor of them. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, you can't, bro. You can't fuck with the company's bag. Yeah, you could be racist and homophobic, but like, ooh, once you, once you start uh, jeopardizing their sponsors, then it's just like, nah, that's over. Well, as we all know, it will be very soon that Bud Light is bankrupt, uh, as they have gone woke and are now proceeding to go broke. Uh, we have all seen the line going down. So yeah, we're all drinking to... Modelo now. We're on Modelo yeah, exactly, podcast exactly. Now. We <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're we're boycotting uh, Bud Light and all Anbev beverages, uh, all their beers, and we're drinking Modelo. Don't look up yeah. who owns Modelo. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, there have been a couple of good things though. We have seen some players yeah. stand up and get in, in solidarity, or like not make like big statements. Like I wish more of them would. Um, yeah. but like, or at least seeing a couple of guys not like, you know, be afraid to be like, Hey, it's just pride. Yeah. This Julio, is great. Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez the yeah. fucking just today. King. Yep. Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we got, it was a big weekend for Mark Hanna. Um, yeah. uh, we're not going to talk about any of the things that he did on the field. Uh, right. but we will say congratulations, <laughs> Mark Hanna for being cool. With gay people. I will also point out that um, I saw a post earlier that was pointing out that way less teams have changed their uh, Twitter Abby to a pride logo this year, which is, I, I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's hard. It's, it's hard to make a decision on that because just the way that Twitter has been in the past few mm-hmm. months. Oh, it's a nightmare. It's, uh, yeah. Like, I only go uh, on there for combat and group DMs now. That's it. <laughs> I, go, I go. Yeah, I go. I go into blue sky when I want to have fun and post. And uh, that's yeah, that's my Valhalla. But then I, I, yeah, I, I just go on Twitter just to uh, yell at people. That's it. Yeah, um, I, it's I not checked... healthy. I need to stop doing that. But yeah. I have um, a mental illness where I really like getting angry at people being terrible on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went into the mentions of the Julio Rodriguez post. And even I didn't do that. I I was looking for like people like homophobes to get mad at. And I couldn't find them yeah. because the entire the entire reply section was just t-shirt bot grifters oh yeah he was yes. now, oh, that's right and i'm just like how this does not function mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not seeing any pros or cons i'm just seeing like here's the real link to the shirt and it's like no those other ones are fake here's the real one and they're it's all such an just awesome like, scam i love that oh, god <laughs> it, it's unreal <laughs> It's like so funny. You can't. You can almost like not post a picture of yourself wearing a t-shirt that's clear yeah. because it will just. That's apparently. Apparently, they just run it through the machine learning algorithm and find it. Yeah. And then. Oh yeah, yeah. and like some of the preview images of the like the real shirts, like it was just like like the 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 Mariners logo in particular was like whatever lasso tooled like so horribly, and I'm just like, it's just they're not they don't care it's just mm-hmm. 
running. No. It's like auto running. The bots are the only ones yeah. paying him eight dollars a month. So of course, Ugh. yeah, yeah. But that's how you know they're a real person, though. <laughs> There's a real person going through posts and being like, "I do. I sell this shirt." See, what gets me is some of them are accounts with like a hundred and like sixty thousand followers, thirty forty thousand followers. Could I be selling my account right now and getting in on this? Can I? <laughs> Probably. I mean, I, you do you, know, like, memes you get bought on that, the Nyan Cat uh, uh, YouTube. Like, oh. you know, the, that's, that's like, how that was their first big <sighs> move. They, like, bought it from her for, like, two years so they could have, like, built-in subscribers, yeah. This yeah, isn't, like, shit. this is by no means, like, a secret thing. Like, they, mm -hmm. they, yeah, like, they've, like, they've told people that they've done this. Yep. And, and you have, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. If you're, like, a, 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 a disreputable, um, uh, scam artist who wants to buy an account with ninety thousand followers. Um, let's say we'll start <laughs> the bidding at fifteen thousand. <laughs> you mean you get more than that? Shoot me an email. Rotating sandwiches what? inquiries at. Gmail. What about if they keep it looking like you? Because what if they bought your like your uh, integrity, your likeness? I'll keep. Yeah. I'll keep. I'll do two sandwiches a week. All the yeah. other content they can post to spam. Uh, we'll bump it up to, you know, 15K clears out any kinds of uh, debt. It put, puts me up, start like saving for a home. Uh, well, well, let's, well, if, for the sandwich means for keeping things going somewhat for the brand likeness, we'll say even 25. That's, that's, that's life-changing money. right? We there. know that it's all going towards like, uh, you Man. know, dehydrators and smoking uh, <laughs> machines and like, yeah, all sorts of like a stand mixer and all sorts of shit. Yeah. I've got um, a stand mixer, but I don't have all the attachments. So you're okay. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need the sausage making attachment. That's the big one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would uh God, you know, Liam Hendricks already did his duty last year. He had a really good statement on Pride, but he's back, which is also a great oh, story yeah, that, on that's, its own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I don't want to put it all on him, but uh, I didn't. I we, I, we should have brought him up as one of the brighter points of the White Sox earlier. Yeah. That's him, true. Him yeah. being back is very cool. Mm -hmm. That is insane. Like, I mean, I've known people yeah. with non-Hedgekin's lymphoma, and they uh -huh. certainly were not back at their desk job in no. four <laughs> yeah. months or whatever it was. Nonetheless, yeah. throwing off the mound. Like, yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's nuts. Uh, yeah. I mean, for socks, I mean, Lucas Giolito is always... He's like, really cool. ...guy um, I haven't seen. I know I get the impression that Giolito is kind of, like, tying himself back a little bit to because he's, you know, he doesn't... I I can tell that he does a lot of that stuff more when he's pitching well. Totally. So that, like, yeah. he, so his mentions aren't filled with like, "How about you learn to fucking pitch before you start talking about fucking homos and yeah, all that yeah, stuff." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, but his wife is a pretty good uh, Instagram follow. Uh, too. She mm -hmm. posts a lot of stuff like that. Um, she's also extremely hot, so that's why I follow her. But... <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's why I follow um, Lucas Giolito. <laughs> We He's I'll have none of that during hot. Pride Month here. Uh, the talking about heterosexual attraction. Yeah, well, there were a lot of attracted women on I this mean, podcast. Yeah. Buddy. I would say my my you know I, I would if Lucas Giolito is listening. You know if you need like a sandwich what's situation, hey, what's I'm willing <laughs> to have Lauren yeah. spin us around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you know if that's what's up, man. You let me know. You let me know. Uh, yeah, I I can I can handle both slices of bread just easy. <laughs> when when's uh, the when's the rotating sandwiches NSFW alt dropping? I want to I I want to I, I do want to be clear. I'm not slandering Adam as a as a heterosexual. 
Um, I just no. want to make make that very clear. Well, that's why that's why I I had to I had to get I had to, yes. if I'm going to take a penny I have to leave a penny. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, quick mailbag question or two here before we go. We've already been going pretty long, but I think we can get get in, get one or two in here. So let's see here. Uh, this one's from Mulder Batflip, and it relates to the home run celebrations that we talked about a, a lot with uh, Emma Bachelieri recently. Do pitchers feel left out of the Homer celebrations? Does Rich Hill want to hold the sword? No, I'm sure they do. But the, yeah. also, the bullpen has always been a place where, like, you get up to weird shenanigans. That's not a new thing for them. And I think a lot of a lot of these ones have been created by the pitchers because they have all that time on their hands. So yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like their babies. They're the brain trust for like the yeah. goofy ideas that the the pitch position players who yeah. like are, are are the grinders don't have the time to do. But yeah. you know what? But you know what? Give Rich Hill a sword. I think if Rich Hill wants a sword, he can have a sword. Just Whatever. not a, just just not at a, a Patriots game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I no. Give him a Patriots game. Uh, give him a sword <laughs> at a Patriots game because when he was there, he was fighting cops on behalf of his wife. So he had a sword oh, wow. too. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, That's oh, some yeah. Rich Hill. I learn Rich Hill lore every day. It's a really like. good one. He got yeah. He got a he got arrested at the uh, at a Patriots game. Because him and his wife were trying to bring in like I think like a big bag full of stuff for like their kids or something. And it wasn't transparent. It enough. wasn't transparent yeah, enough like that. or whatever. So they yeah. uh, ultimate they, Boston wife guy move. Yep, turned him away. So he tried to just go to another gate, but they had warned the other gates about him. Oh uh, come on! And so then they called the cops, and uh, apparently he like fought the cops on behalf of his wife. So nice. we we yeah. love Rich Hill here. The warning was like, don't let him in. He'll throw six different kinds of like sixty eight mile power <laughs> curveball at you. I was gonna say they just have to go for his fingernails and then yeah, he's yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Here's another one. ENS says, "Uh, our Discord, the batting round Discord, which you can go join by the way. Just go check out the uh our pinned tweet on Twitter. Gen, uh, our Discord has been discussing the ramifications of the Baseball Hall of Fame working like a process of canonization for the Catholic Church, specifically oh, baseball players need, needing to be attributed a baseball related miracle in order to be accepted into Cooperstown." Would be curious to hear which baseball miracles the host thinks should qualify players, and which current Hall of Famers this should disqualify. Oh, I'm gonna. I I would have needed way more prep for this question. This yeah. is a great one. Should we hmm. save? Can you run it by me again? So <clears throat> um, I was kind of looking at a FanGraphs page for yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah. There. I, got a, I lost. The <laughs> thread of the... Discord's been discussing the ramifications of the Baseball Hall of Fame working like the process of canonization for the Catholic Church, specifically baseball players needing to be attributed a baseball-related miracle in order to be accepted into Cooperstown. Would be curious to hear which baseball miracles the hosts think should qualify players and which current Hall of Famers this would disqualify. Yeah, we probably need to save it for a longer thing because it's a really good question. It's a really interesting premise. But I think like a uh, key to answering it would be like we can't just be like it can't be obvious of like breaking like the unbreakable records or like an yeah. unassisted triple play in the playoffs or something like that. It should be something that's a little bit more tailored to I, like a personality. I, I gotta mm-hmm. go. If you want, if you want here, here's my pitch to you for white Sox baseball. The right. baseball miracle is Mark Burley closing out game four of the world series while drunk. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. He, he that's drank. extremely Catholic. Like, he was yeah. drinking a bunch of beers in the bullpen because he thought he wasn't going to pitch. That game went to like nine million innings, and I guess it wasn't game four. That was game three. Um, yeah, it was wasn't it? It was. I can't remember if it was three or four now. You know, it was three. It was three. It was three because mm-hmm. four ended normally. It was also a boring okay. game, but game three, yeah, he closed out uh, after 
he he claims three beers, but he also says that he was pretty drunk. So I think <laughs> yeah, was... that's not a man affected by three beers easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, every time you see him now at like Cardinals because he lives down in St. Louis, so he'll go to Cardinals games a lot. He's always got like a twenty-four ounce bush. Awesome. Like, I mean, he's a good old he's a good old boy for sure. So. Awesome. But that's my baseball miracle and my pitch to you for why the White Sox are cool. Okay, I love no, it. I can, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna save this one. I think we could talk about this one uh, next week. So let's Definitely. let's let's save this one. Let's I want to I, I yeah. think about it a little bit more. One last quick question, then Greg M. With the new schedule, expanded wild card, and poor Central divisions, how likely are we to have a sub 500 playoff team in the next few years? Likelier than before, certainly. Yeah, hundred percent. It'll happen. I don't think sure. it'll really mean a lot. Yeah, kind of especially like with, now that they don't have the balanced divisional schedule. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if they still, now, if, yeah, if the you know the Twins were still playing the Royals nineteen times or whatever, right. I could see it. But and the difference between a team that's like two or three games over five hundred and the second wild card team, and a team that's one or two games under five hundred over the course of a, in in a like wild card team, it's just not that big in any mm-hmm. like meaningful. Yeah, to, there's just too many games that are decided by one fluke run or. Uh, an error or something to for it to really be all that meaningful i think yeah it's just it's yeah. a bad I mean, we already had like we already had like the cardinals that were like what 83 and 79 is that what the record was something like that when they, yeah. When they, yeah so i mean we've already been pretty close to it and usually I, when a wild card team goes on a, a deep run it's usually pretty fun because it's like it feels like they shouldn't be there i kind of yeah, enjoy that it, it is it is fun when a yeah, right, well, nationals before them. This, yeah, I don't want to open this can because that—that's gonna that I I'm I'm answering the premise of the. I don't want to get into how much I hate the expanded playoffs and how <laughs> more of Jerry Reinsdorf's legacy and that's how they have to water down the product for more broadcast dollars. I, I do not uh, care except, for it. Except it was pretty awesome last year. Yeah, I hated. I absolutely. I was the biggest uh, expanded playoffs hater. Until it happened to you. From the moment it happened. (laughs) And not even when the Phillies made it. Because when the Phillies made it, I was like, fuck this. Like, Twins are in it. I thought it was Uh, cool. It was the moment that they beat the Cardinals. I was just like, oh, no, this is good, actually. (laughs) I was willing Um, to deal with the wild card game. But, yeah. Well, you know, I think. Maybe we'll have a national situation where, you know, all-star break. There are a couple games under 500. They go on an insane hot streak. Everybody turns it around. They're back from injuries. They're firing all cylinders. And maybe you'll maybe you'll change your tune if they make a who knows. And well, then incredibly I'm unlikely scenario. I'm such a hater. I don't even count the year that the Sox went to the bubble playoff as going to the playoffs. <laughs> that's how I'm, I don't I don't want to staunch, count that for the twins yeah, either. I don't want to yeah. remember what happened. That's how there. staunch just, yeah. I am about it. I I was <laughs> said it in the moment. I said unless they win the series against Oakland, I don't count this as being in the playoffs. This is fake. I, I won't say the Dodgers was fake. You know, I'll give them that one. Thank you. It's, it's Thank fun. You. To, it's fun to say Mickey Mouse, but it, 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 it is, is real, real. But it's but it it is is fun to say so Mickey Mouse. Fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a good bit. It was the one <laughs> yeah. I said at the beginning of the year that I was like, who would be the funniest one to win it? And it was oh, the Dodgers. Dodgers. Hands and down. It, and it wasn't quite as funny as I thought it would be, but <laughs> like, because people were taking that whole season so much more seriously than I thought they would. Like I well, really, th- I think we had, I think we had kind of broken our funny bones at that point because yeah. it was only like a week and a half after Trump got COVID. Yeah, so yeah. like yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> that stole, that took, that sucked all out of the juice out of it. Yeah, yeah we shot our watch too early. 
Um, so <laughs> I think on that note, we're going to end the show here. Happy Pride. Adam, uh, happy Pride, Adam of the Hobby Perverts. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for giving us your White Sox insight. That was a lot, ton of fun. Thank you. Thank you Appreciate for having it. me. Cool. And we will be back uh, next week. We have uh, a great guest lined up. So tune in for that. And you can go to patreon.com slash batting around if you want to support the show, get our bonus episodes uh, and all the future bonus episodes coming up, which there will be some good ones. I got something really good cooking right now. Uh, you're not going to want to miss. This is your miss, second so. teaser of that. I know. We, I know. Patreon.com slash batting around. All right. Bye, everyone. Friday night. I'm thinking that we just might fly away to someplace they don't know who we are. Now I'm riding shotgun in your car. We drive through the city like explorers going 65. Flowing hair flying across your face. We left on Friday. Now it's Saturday. Press jeans buttoned up. Jeans iron slipping up. Red shoes walking slow. Headphones blaring three stacks. Sunglasses flaring out. Thick watch hanging low. Studded belt pulled taut. Three stacks on the radio. Friday night. I'm thinking that we just might run away to some place we we can be who we are we can be who we are